This episode is supported by Bounty Kitchen, one of my absolute favorite Seattle restaurants. Bounty Kitchen is no joke, an extension of my own kitchen, except that there's so much fresh, local, organic, and tasty stuff on the menu that it takes me forever to decide what I want. The good news is you literally can't go wrong. Check out greens, beans, and grains dishes like the braised beef bowl, or dive into the vegan and dairy-free Marrakesh market bowl, or try one of my personal favorites for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the hot liquor bowl. There are also soups, salads, sandwiches, scrambles, and of course, toast, all infused with the deep love and commitment of founder and co-owner and my friend Meg Trainer and her team. Visit Bounty Kitchen at 7 Boston Street in Seattle's Queen Anne neighborhood or at 801 Lenora Street in Denny Triangle. And check out my interview with Meg on the podcast last year to learn more about her personal health journey and the inspiration behind Bounty Kitchen. That's how I lived my whole life was taking care of the outside and not myself, because I thought that was where the magic was. And I think, you know, at the end of the journey working with you, I really found that it's actually the magic is with me. And it's the million little things I do every day, not a million, I'm exaggerating, but it's those little things I do every day. I get my sleep, I drink my water that actually help me solve the problems, not only my problems, but other people's problems in a much better way, in a much healthier, calmer, peaceful way. Welcome to Women on the Rise. I'm executive coach and lifestyle expert, Lara Dolch. And each week I talk to thriving women about the practical self-care strategies they use to fuel their success and pursue what's most important to them in their careers and lives. We get real about topics like healthy eating, exercise, sleep, stress, time management, happiness, mindset, and productivity, while busting myths about work-life balance and being perfect along the way. My goal each week is to uncover new insights that you can immediately apply to your life to recapture your momentum, mind, body, and soul. Hey, podcast listeners. I'm so excited to share this week's interview with you. It's with one of my amazing clients, Amy Lorimer, who went through my Vibrant Health Playbook program last year. And this is the first time I've ever interviewed a client for the podcast. So I thank Amy for letting me use her as a guinea pig in that way. But before we get into that, I have a quick favor to ask. If you haven't already shared your thoughts in my Women on the Rise listener survey, please take a moment to do that now. Go to laradolch.com slash podcast survey to leave your feedback. It's a big help as I continue to refine the podcast to make it more relevant to your life. Thanks so much for helping me out. So today we're talking about looking inside yourself to find clarity and calm. So often we think that creating order in our external world, answering every email in our inbox, packing the perfect lunch for our kids, organizing our closets will help us feel calm and centered. And to be fair, clearing clutter can be therapeutic. Thank you, Marie Kondo. But when we focus too much on solving external problems, expecting that we'll find our own clarity if we can only help everyone else get what they need, we're usually disappointed. Not only that, but we're always at the mercy of our surroundings for our happiness. True clarity comes when we turn inside, when we take the time to uncover what makes us feel calm and centered in spite of the outside chaos, not as a side effect of cleaning it up. I believe that being able to remain clear and calm no matter what's going on around you starts with laying a strong mind-body health foundation. That's what my Vibrant Health Playbook coaching program is all about, in fact. Last week, we touched on how to begin cultivating self-awareness by uncovering your I need a break alarm. 
This week, I challenge you to continue building that self-awareness muscle by observing what happens when you make a small daily choice to take better care of your mind and body. Eat an extra serving of dark leafy greens. Drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. Get an extra 15 minutes of sleep. Go to a morning or evening yoga class or take a quick walk outside at lunch. How does that choice change the way you show up in your day? How does it change the way you approach challenges? What about your ability to make clear decisions and decisions that are in alignment with your personal values? Make notes about what shifts because you'll want to remember how to feel calm and clear again when life gets messy. And don't worry if you have trouble noticing a shift at first. Self-awareness takes time and practice. You'll get there. And by the way, the choices that help you get and stay in a place of calm and clarity more often are the beginning of your very own Vibrant Health Playbook. If you'd like my help completing your playbook so you can have the energy, clarity, and confidence to get more out of work and life, just email me at hello at lauradolch.com and we'll find the time to chat about it. In this week's interview, I'm talking to Amy Lorimer. Amy has a BA in psychology from Carroll College and an MA in counseling psychology from Gonzaga University. She's also certified as a K-12 teacher by the University of Washington and worked as an elementary school teacher. Not only that, but Amy's experience working with me inspired her to get her health coach certification from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition recently. Amy and I talked about her journey from caring for everyone but herself to her surprising realization that turning inward and taking care of herself first allows her to tackle challenges in her life in a calmer and more effective way. Enjoy the interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this, Amy. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I was saying to you before we started recording that like this is the first time that I've had this kind of um, more public conversation with someone who um, is a, a longstanding client. And I, I just, I'm so excited to have you share some of your story um, with my listeners. So why don't we start at the beginning? <laughs> um, okay. Because I think it's okay. frame it, but like what, what initially prompted you to reach out to me for support? And, and had you worked with a coach before? So I think my life was kind of in this like, I don't know if it was a neutral zone or just undefined zone. Like I had, I had been a stay at home mom for 10, 11 years. Um, she was needing me less. Um, you know, I, our house was put together. I, I found myself with a lot of extra time on my hand and I didn't know what to do with it. And it, it was upsetting to me because my whole life has been kind of, I don't want to say programmed, but kind of, I knew where I was going. And then um, my mom passed away and that actually, then that became my thing. Like, oh, my mom passed away. So I'm not exercising. Oh, my mom passed away. So I'm eating donuts now for breakfast. Like it became my, like that became my thing. And I kind of reached a, a point where I just, I actually had a conversation with a friend and she was like, I think it's time to push pause and look inward. And I had never that was the first time I'd ever thought of it that way because my life was always full steam ahead. The next thing is on the agenda. I got to take care of everybody. And it was, it was really a, a kind of a great moment. I did not know it was going to lead me to working with you, um, <laughs> but through, through, you know, just going online and researching and reading and then, you know, having a couple conversations with you before I decided to work with you. 
that's how I ended up going on this journey with you. Well, and it's interesting too that the, yeah, the, the idea of going inward sort of to address the way that you were feeling hadn't kind of occurred to you, right? Because like you said, you'd spent, you know, most of your life, you know, either, you know, taking care of people in a, in a work setting as a teacher, you know, and then as a mom, and then you take mm-hmm. care of everyone but yourself, <laughs> right? And then right. to have right. someone say to you, wait, you might actually want to, um, look inward for a minute. So talk a little bit more about that. Like, how would you sort of articulate the, the problem that you were trying to solve? So it sounds like it's just sort of this sense of like, what, what happens now sort of thing? Is that? Yeah. And I think I, I had this, the mindset I had was if I can get everything in order, you know, if I can get the right towels in my bathroom, if I can get the right dinner prepared for my family, if I can, like, if, if I could get if I could take care of my dad now that my mom, like if I could solve all of these external problems, then my way would become really clear and calm and peaceful. So that when the friend said, well, why don't you look inward? It was shocking and surprising to me because I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like I just keep going on the train. I just keep moving the train (laughs) along the tracks and put the fires out along the way. I'm fine. When in actuality, I was not fine. It, It was, I was actually falling apart, but I was so busy paying attention to everybody else. That's how I lived my whole life was taking care of the outside and not myself because I thought that was where the magic was. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, at the end of the journey working with you, I, I really found that it's actually the magic is with me and it's the million little things I do every day, not a million, I'm exaggerating, but it's those little things I do every day. I get my sleep. I drink my water that actually helped me solve the problems, not only my problems, but other people's problems in a much better way, Yeah, in a much healthier, calmer, peaceful way. So making that shift, because yeah, it's funny now that we're talking about, I do remember you were just talking about wanting to find this place of calm, which is you didn't necessarily articulate it that way until we kind of talked through it. And then you kind of came to this realization that that's this sense of calm and I'm going to say being centered in some respects was part of what you were seeking. Yeah. I, well, it was interesting because my initial was like, Oh, I want to lose a little bit of weight. That right. was kind of my goal. Right. And you Which were like, okay. Calm. Yeah, for sure. To be right. Wait, or I want to just eat better or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, which was another kind of bandaid, right? Like if I can lose the weight, then voila, it will be all right. It will, then it will be great. So the, I think the question that you kept asking me, and I remember working on my goals with you, which you would think that would be like a 10 minute, like write your goals, you know, email them to you and like, oh, okay, great. I'll put together a plan, right? No, that was the longest part of the program for me. Yeah. And the hardest part of the program, I think, was getting really, really clear on my goals. Because I remember you kept saying, okay, but I want you to dig a little deeper. Let's get a little clearer. And I can remember sitting going, I, I can't get any clearer, you know, like, this is as clear, I'm clear. But it did turn, you know, after talking with you over several sessions, I did get clearer on my goals. And you're right, the, the biggest goal was to find this place of calm and peace to move through life in, rather than chaos and unsettledness and upsetness. So yeah, that became actually the, the big thing of the, my working with you. Which was surprising, very surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Isn't that funny? So, what changed when you had that realization? What shifted for you in the way that you approached 
well, the way you approached getting where you wanted to go. So of course the framework was creating your personal health playbook, right? I mean, that's kind of the philosophy that I use in my vibrant health playbook program, right? So that was the framework. What changed in the way you approached that journey once you got clear on your deeper goals, your, your why, as I like to say? I think the thing that became, and it, it's, you know, 2020 hindsight, right? Like, I remember thinking like, well, I do want to be in a place of calm. And I, I remember, I don't know, at some point it was like, trust the process. You know, this, this is, we, you know, we got really clear on my goals, trust the process. And it became that idea of bringing the calm to me rather than trying to calm everything around me, which I don't really have control of, right? I don't have control of the, how the grocery store checkout person, what mood they're in that day. Right. (laughs) But I used to, I used to spend time absorbing that energy and instead creating for myself a space that I was in control of and I could manage. And I think that the Vibrant Health Playbook, because the way it's laid out and you get kind of, I hate to say the word simple because it's not simple. (laughs) It's not simple. Like just eat a cup of greens a day. Like, yes, that sounds simple, but that can actually be very, very hard to do and put into practice. But it was through sticking to those, you know, drink more water, the sleep, the green, all of the things in your Vibrant Health Playbook that you and I put together for myself um, that really, it was that practice of doing those things every day. And, you know, on the days that it was really hard, I would go back and I'd say, no, nope, just get your water, get your greens. Like that's, you can control that. And I remember I was going on a trip and you said, we were taught kind of planning how I was going to manage it. You know, I was going to a different country with different types of food. And you're like, well, if you need to get your greens at breakfast, you get your greens at breakfast. And I thought, now she's really talking crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to eat, you know, salad for breakfast, but you know what? I actually did. And it was like, I could like be like, Oh, Jack, I took care of myself today. You know, like I got my cup green. So it, I just remember that moment with you. That's so funny. Anyway. That's right. You were going to, you were yeah. going to Tibet or Nepal. I can't even remember. I was Nepal. Yeah. yeah. Nepal was right. Bhutan, And it was this like, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and so it's funny too, because I want to, we were talking before we started recording a little bit about that. And you were saying, I thought this was so interesting. So what you're describing is what I would sort of call, you know, those mindful daily choices, right? And that's where the magic is, right? As you kind of discovered, right? It's not about the, um, yes. the grand plans. It's the, it's the small daily choices. And you were talking about, you framed it so interestingly in terms of, you know, solving problems from the you know bottom up instead of the top down can you can you talk a little bit about that yeah sure I think you know in my my years on this earth um I was I moved in a place of I kind of was outside of myself and it it was almost like I wasn't considering myself and I would look at the problem kind of in a top-down situation like okay I think I want to go back to work I'm not sure how it's going to work i so it was like, I'm going to solve that problem. And that's a very big problem. That's, it's not a problem. It's a very big decision. It's a very, it takes a lot of thinking and coordination and, you know, introspection. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decision. Can you make, can you give but kind of a problem specific is, example of, of like what, a pro, like a specific problem maybe? I, well, and I think that, you know, the one, the, the should I go back to work? Right. Because here uh-huh. I have been in this. I had, I had made the choice to be a stay-at-home mom. My daughter was now a preteen, and I had a lot more time on my hand. I wasn't 
with her all day. I wasn't making snacks. And so I was, I was feeling a little empty, a little, and I think this kind of came out midway through the vibrant health playbook with you. I'm just, this is an example that if I could then, if I could just magically solve that problem, like I could find the perfect part-time job that let me take my daughter's school, pick her up, still have time to, you know, if I could find this magic job, which doesn't exist, right? Like it, at least I haven't found it yet. Um, <laughs> if I could solve that problem, then everything would fall into place. Mm-hmm. But the problem is like the underneath below that, the bottom things I wasn't doing. I wasn't keeping track of my sleep. You know, I wasn't staying on top of that. I wasn't drinking enough water. I wasn't exercising. I was making terrible food choices. I was, you know, hanging out, even just hanging out with people who were not good for me. I found through doing Vibrant Health Playbook that if I do the things from the bottom up, then the problem of figuring out what career I'm going to do next is actually easier because I have all of these steps in place and I'm actually a much more solid, calm person that then can make that decision. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I love don't, that. does that make sense? It does. And I, I totally have it's chills. Like right a, <laughs> it's like, I think of it like a funnel, like where the, the big, there's some big things that we have, you know, things that happen in our lives that we have to make decisions about. And for most of my adult life, I was making those decisions, but I wasn't taking care of myself. Like I was off balance. Mm-hmm. Like it just wasn't working. And it actually made the problem more difficult. Problems actually were bigger to me than they were. Right. Totally. And I, I, and the reason I think I have chills is because that yeah. completely summed up my core belief, <laughs> right? It's like, and it's so, it's so interesting. Yes. To hear, and I don't know why I'm surprised, but I still, to this day, am always surprised when a client like, you know, comes into alignment and experiences that, you know, even though obviously I've designed <laughs> my program to help you get there, I still, right, right. Yeah, everyone gets there slightly differently. Right. And so, so let me ask you this. So what's different now? I mean, obviously the problem solving and the ability to get clarity around those problems that maybe seemed a lot bigger than they did before you sort of took care of the mind body health piece. What's, what else is different about the way you show up in your life now that you have this sort of personal, you know, playbook, so to speak? You know, I used to think like getting a massage and that is great self-care, like scheduling a massage sure. for yourself is a great <laughs> self-care. But I used to think like, oh, if I do that once a week or once a month or that will take care of my, that will check the box of self-care. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for me now, it is more about, it is taking good care of myself day to day in the little ways. And I, I hate to even say little ways, but I, I think now that I've been doing them for a year and a half. They become, they don't seem as big, but mm-hmm. I remember the cup of greens, like that seemed huge to me, but it is doing those things every day that actually create the, that whole self-care in a much more solid. So if I miss in a day, if I miss greens one day, it doesn't throw the whole plan off, but it, I have such a good base right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's nothing that's going to take that away from, like I, I stick to it it's like, I believe in it so much that, um, nobody's going to take that away from me and nobody can because I'm in control of those things every day. And I found that to be very surprising. It's like when I'm growing up, my grandmother and I used to watch the Wizard of Oz 
And I, it was, that was our thing. Everything was Wizard of Oz. And it was like, you always had it in you. Like it was always in you. And it, that, it just was very surprising to me because I was always looking for external things and people and places and situations to solve it. And it actually was within me. It always was there. It's these little choices. And that was very surprising to me. Even though I knew it, but it was still surprising. Right. Well, totally. Oh, I love that too. The Wizard of Oz thing. I yeah. I've, I think I feel like you've mentioned that before, and I love that analogy. Yeah, we we talked about that. Yeah. Oh, so good. Well, and I also love that you mentioned the fact that you know if you don't, for example, have your cup of greens one day, it doesn't throw everything off now because you have this baseline that you know whatever. Like it's just okay, fine. So you make a different choice the next day. Right. Or the next hour or the next right. week. Like it's it's you can always go if you just go back to that, go back to your playbook. It it, it and I pull that thing out to this day. That it sits on my desk and I, I I look at it from time to time and just to remind myself of all the work I did and you know, what really was important to me. Yeah. I because that. I find everything in that playbook really was driven from me. Yes, well, you had the you provided even though it was your you know, guidance, it was more of this walking with you. It wasn't you pulling me along at all. And so, you know, I, it really is me in that material. Totally. Well, and talk more about that because, you know, talk about what that process was like for you discovering some of the things that you discovered, you know, what was hard about it and, and, um, yeah, I guess that's what I would like to know. What is hard, what was hard about it? And, and, you know, what, maybe was surprising about the process? Um, I think maybe the hardest thing or the thing that was maybe the hardest for me to, to get through was that sometimes self-care is upsetting to other people. Mm, yeah. You know, you, you making choices that are good for you can sometimes rub people the wrong way. It can be off-putting. You know, if you, somebody asks you, you're used to being the go-to person to solve a problem or bring the cookies to the school you know, Christmas party or holiday party. And you say, you know what? No, I can't do like that is, I can't. So it's, that was the hardest thing for me, I think was shifting my brain to say, you know, take care of you. And that will sometimes be upsetting to other people. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting. There are some people who don't, are not so excited that you're, <laughs> you're going to now take care of yourself first. And then it, it, that was hard for me. Um, having lived my whole life trying to solve and be good to other people besides myself. What happened as you started to make those? Because yeah, you're right. That can be very hard because it affects them too, right? So what happened as you started to draw those boundaries more firmly? What happened with those people? Um, Some of them fell away. They were not interested anymore. Um, Some people, you know, actually some friends were like, good for you. Good for you. So I, I, it was a mix of kind of responses. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband actually said, which is funny, because I didn't, I didn't share a lot with him as I was going. I mean, a little bit here and there. Um, but he just at some point said, you just are a little bit calmer. You've just arrived in this place where you're more confident and you're calmer making those decisions. And it was hard. I mean, the first couple of times were hard. Each time I did make the decision for myself, it got easier because it strengthened what I was trying to do. It was like a reinforcement of the whole plan I was trying to do. Even though it was very hard in that moment, after I walked through it, it would reinforce what the overall goal was. 
Totally. Yeah. So it sounds like, sounds like some people, you know, as you said, fell out of your life, which is, is always challenging. And it sounds like other people adjusted and not only adjusted, but supported you. Yeah, it, it was interesting and it was hard. And the people that now I have that are in my life are very supportive of who I am and happy for me. And they too, and they might not know it in a way, but if they are in my life, they are supporting my overall goal. They are there for a reason. So yeah. it was good. It was good for, you know, I think it's a hard thing to do to say goodbye to some friends and friendships and relationships. But I, I, I think it's kind of the process of us growing and changing and, and it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you think would have been different if you had kind of, or maybe you had before tried to kind of go on this journey on your own? Like what was different about, you know, doing it with, you know, kind of a coach, as you said, sort of beside you in that process? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think I, um, so after, when I first chatted with you, I was like, I didn't understand quite how much you would be walking beside me versus directing me. Mm. I think that, that it helped because it was someone, A, who was like outside of my normal day-to-day life. Like they were this outside observer kind of coach guide. They weren't in my day-to-day. They did, hadn't known me for 40 plus years. So right. uh, when I would, you know, explain something or talk, try to talk through it with you, it was like this fresh pair of eyes. And, and it, there was never really a direction given, but it was always just asking me those, those questions of like, well, does this support your goal? And I think I had never really had that in my life in the way that the coach client relationship was. It was just something completely different than I'd ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I have tried to do all this. I have tried, started and stopped many, many times to do this on my own. And it just to have that support guidance, even cheerleader in a way, like, like you've got this, like, or if, you know, when, you know, a relationship would end and I could bring that up and you'd be like, yeah, that must be hard. You know, just somebody to kind of mirror some of the things I was feeling. And, and I do remember, cause when I signed up for you, you had, I don't know if you still do, but you had kind of two levels of coaching mm-hmm. and I was, I chose the, the less involved one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think after about like 48 hours, yes. <laughs> I was like, I called, I emailed you and I was like, no, I need the full, I, I need the full on, like, this is great, but I need more. So. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah. You, you upgraded from the, what I call the standard version, which has less, less calls with me than the sort of the VIP version of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I remember we got on a call and I was actually driving down the highway with my family in the car, having the conversation with you. I was like, no, I just need the more one. And you were like, okay, like you didn't say, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, that's, I, yes, that's probably what you should have done in the first place. It was just like, great. I think that's, you know, it was, there was no, there was never any um, element of negativity, you know? I mean, one decision, it was always like, okay, well, that, that didn't work. So let's try a different route. It was just always a very positive, uplifting, not easy, not always easy, but um, it, it really was. I, 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 it, I wouldn't be where I am today without having done the whole program. Well, I love it. Well, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad that you you know, have mentioned a couple of times that, yeah, it's not easy, right? It's not without effort. And I thought it always was easy. I always thought Mm -hmm. it was 
it's so interesting though because on the other side of it it is easy right well that's what i was gonna say right isn't that funny yeah it's it's, yeah it's like it's like not easy but then all of a sudden it is right it becomes very clear the clarity makes it easier Mm. yeah it's this and it's a fine line like you think it's like this well if i just yeah it's it is interesting so can you share and you you i i have a feeling i know what the answers are but can you share like two things (laughs) like two daily habits or specific self-care tools that you that are in your in your vibrant health playbook that you know are, are kind of most helpful for you okay i think number one is sleep to me that really is like if i'm tired sleep. If I have to cancel something, you know, even with last minute notice, I do because that sleep for me is the number one. It's, it's my non-negotiable. It is. It's probably what I, I think about. It's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would say water, but mm. sometimes it's greens. But the water has become so easy for me that I don't think about it as a tool anymore. It's very, it's kind of like the sleep. It's automatic. It's, it is it's kind of like stay away. Don't don't bother my sleep or my water. Um, so I take <laughs> how green. You, right. How do you for for you personally? How have you found that getting enough water in a day? Like, because that can be really hard. Like, so what do you do that helps you stay hydrated? So I drink. I do drink some seltzer water. You know, I have a soda stream, so I do do that. That helps to kind of change it up a little bit. I just have it with me all day. If I get in the car, I bring a water bottle. If I'm sitting at my desk, I get two glasses of water always and set them there. As I'm sitting, I'll just sip on them. So it's just always having it. It's just making it be there, you know? And I used to worry about filtering it and I just drank cold tap water now and <laughs> it just made it easy for myself too. Like yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, just making it easy and filling up a glass is how I do it. Yeah. Just, just making it, it be available. And it doesn't magically happen, right? It doesn't magically right. appear. You have to fill it, put it there. But so it, it is automatic for me at this point. Yeah. And I drink right when I get up in the morning, I drink two big glasses and just right away. That's great. Yep. Front so, load it, as I always say, right? That's great. Front load it. Yep. Totally. Yep. Eat your greens for breakfast if you have to. Yeah. Just do it, get it I out of the way. This morning. I, that's so funny. I, I, don't, I don't often have a savory breakfast. I mean, sometimes I tend to, you know, want like, oatmeal with fruit and, and that kind of stuff on it. But yeah. um, this morning I had uh, a more savory breakfast that had some arugula in it and it was great. I feel great. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I have a question. You're like, check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check. That's exactly right. You know, and you get a, a win first thing in the morning. So as we're kind of wrapping things up, or uh-huh. my kind of at the beginning of their journey here, like maybe they're feeling like you were and maybe they're feeling tired or lacking confidence or, you know, sort of frazzle, whatever it is, what would you tell them to do first? You know, I think I'd go back to what my friend said to me and just pause, just pause for a moment and look inward, kind of do an inventory of yourself. I mean, and really look at it. And, you know, I mean, my friend kind of said it in a, you know, she just said it in a conversation, but I took it to heart. I really went home and I wrote down about it and I really thought about it for quite a while. So I would just say pause, just pause for a moment and look at yourself and see if you really are taking care of yourself. Are you really putting yourself first? You know, that whole, um, and I know you work with women. So that whole spiel on the airplane of like, put your mask on first before you help someone else with their mask. Like, are you really doing that? And that would be my advice. And then I guess after that, I would say it's okay to ask for help. It's actually maybe the hardest thing to do, but it will be the best thing for you. Ask for help because there are so many 
little things that just having someone there to guide you can really just be the game changer. Thank you so much, Amy. This was such a great conversation. I want to keep going. I always love talking. I to know. You. I have so much more I want to talk. <laughs> I love talking to you. And it was honestly, it was very fun for me to do this because it was such a different arena for you and I to chat. So, so thank you for, for reaching out. Absolutely. No, I know this helped so many of my listeners. So thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Women on the Rise. If you're ready now to wake up with the energy, clarity, and confidence to take on your goals, visit lauradolch.com slash women on the rise to get a few resources I pulled together just for Women on the Rise listeners. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit lauradolch.com slash podcast. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and review the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. It's a huge help to the show and I truly appreciate it. This episode was produced by me with editing help from Dave Nelson at Lens Group Media. Thank you.